1: welcome back to strictly hip-hop as always i'm your host chris platty and joining me for the first time is a guy everyone knows i'm a fan of i've done podcasts with you before on uh dead end sports but i've never had you on my podcast so it's a huge honor to have bz of dead end hip-hop on the podcast bz how you doing man
2: i'm doing good man thanks for having me thanks for having me chris you know i'm here to talk about this great great rhapsody album uh Layla's reason? So, let's, let's get into it, man.
1: Yeah, man. I'm I'm really I'm really excited for this. Um this is a this is an album that I didn't even like know was coming, I guess just in the announcement of the release. Like I I just missed when it was originally announced and I missed like all the promo leading up. But uh when I found I think I found out it was dropping like the week before it dropped and uh, you know, she caught my eye with uh the Tupelo Butterfly verse and that's what got me that's what got me ready for I listened to her old stuff and I, I went back listened to her old stuff and I got and I got super ready. So um, before we get into the before we get into a little bit of the album, why don't you uh, tell me your initial expectations?
2: Um, my expectations, you know, by me, unlike you, I've been following her since 2010 uh, when she made her first uh, mixtape with Return to B Girl. I've heard her briefly on Life Wonders Dream Merchant uh compilations he used to do. She used to do. She used to like freestyle the interludes right. and stuff like yeah. that. And I was like, man, like, man she's dope. And then when she finally came out with Return to B Girl, Thank Me Now, nah, like, yeah, I, I just it's like this for me. This is like the eighth album for me, you know. But of the, for for most people. Like like yourself, like you said, you first heard her on Kendrick Lamar. Some people heard of her a little bit after that. So it's like this is like her coming out party. But um, I was expecting, I was expecting for her to kind of take, come out her comfort zone a little bit. Because if you've been listening to all her previous stuff, her previous albums and mixtapes, I always felt like she's was, she was, she's always been a dope MC. But I've always felt like with those mixtapes, she stayed in her comfort zone a little bit too much. So coming into this album, I was expecting for her to kind of step out that comfort zone a little bit without. Without I guess quote unquote selling out to the mainstream because you know this album is on rock Nation, so I was just hoping that she came out of her comfort zone and just not and not go out from away from the sound that we'd known to love her from,
1: yeah, I agree my initial expectation again, like just hearing you know going back and hearing like I you know obviously I didn't sit with those records as long as you, but you know I went back and I did my homework on her, and you know and mm-hmm. of of course, like the first thing that always stands out is that she's just she can just straight up rap. Like she can rap. She's dope. She's talented. She's got bars. Yeah. She always has great features. Um, and and she does well whenever she is a feature. And so, you know, you know, you're getting that. But yeah, I'm looking to see like more um, well-rounded, uh, well-rounded tracks from her. And so that's mm-hmm. really what I was looking forward and like a whole project because a lot of those albums, well, the albums and mixtapes and EPs that she dropped, Although I liked a lot of them. Um, I felt some of the songs were just even though they had dope bars and everything, they just kind of were they were just kind of dope songs that I didn't think I'd return to. Like I like I wanted to see if she was capable, in my opinion, in my view, of delivering like a whole album that I could rock with front to back, you know what I'm saying?
2: Yeah, I, I completely agree. Cause you're right. Like all the stuff that we that we listened to, yes, we thought it was dope, but it's okay to like dope stuff, but then sometimes it don't have replay value. So right. I always felt like some of her stuff, some of her projects, like even though I enjoyed it, listen to them, but I'm like, oh, I don't have the urge to go back and listen to them and go back and repeat them, you know? Cause that that tells you how how much you're engaged or you're loving the project by your replay value of it. So not saying that it was bad, it just right. we liked it. We just didn't have it. Didn't have some of some of it didn't have some of. We're not talking about all her old work, but some of her some of her stuff didn't have the the high replay replay value.
1: Exactly. Yeah. And especially when you're in the world that we're in, you know, always being asked to review stuff and talk about stuff, you know, you're always yeah. having to check new stuff and you, you, you rarely have time to go back to a lot of the stuff um, that you like. So you only go back to stuff you really like. So um, with Rhapsody, I'll give the fans some background information in case they hadn't heard of her. She's a North Carolina MC. Uh, her first break was that guest appearance on Ninth Wonder's sophomore album you were talking about in 2007. Um, what was it called? The Merchant Tape? Yeah,
2: Dream Merchant, Dream or Merchant, Dream Merchant
1: Yeah, yep. yeah, Dream Merchant Volume Two. And uh, then by 2008ish, she started to begin her solo career and was signed to Ninth Wonder. Um, she launched an impressive like string of mixtapes and loaded with features. I mean, we're talking all these like legendary hip hop features: Rayquan, Big Daddy Kane, you know, DJ yep. Premier. All yeah. these like beloved hip hop artists, and then um, in 2012 was her was her last like critically acclaimed commercial LP, and that was the idea is beautiful, uh, and then she kind of spent the next few years again going back to the mixtape and EP scene, continuing to build, uh, and then in 2015 again, like I said, where uh, where I first noticed her was was a uh, Kendrick Lamar's Pippa Butterfly, and uh, she was on the song Complexion. And that was one of my uh favorite songs off that record. So
2: That verse is so dope. Yeah. Um,
1: and uh those and listeners who know me know very well that how how much I love that Pimple Butterfly album. So um I won't get into that. But uh but yeah, now she's finally she signed to Rock Nation in two thousand sixteen and now here it is, you know, uh Layla's Wisdom, her sophomore album. So let's get into it. BZ, I'll let you kick it off. Um Pick out one of the songs that you want to talk about from this record.
2: Um, I, I no I gotta pick nobody because <clears throat> of course one of my favorite MCs ever uh is featured on this on this joint, Black Thought. And um it was really I was really interested to hear, you know, of course, whenever you see an MC going up against Black Thought on the on the same track, I always like to measure and see how they can keep up and how they can spar and go bar with bar go bar for bar with a legend like black thought and and you know i thought Rhapsody did a, I i think she did a great job um i felt like and i think I, I read something from Knife wonder where he said nobody was actually the first song that they recorded for the album um mm-hmm. it was it was like it was a song that like kind of helped set everything off like that's what night wonder said he said that that song helped set the tone for the album so i was like oh okay i, I, I didn't even know that so you know i i, I like the fact that she had um moonshot on there um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Moonchild and um and you you know who Anderson Pack is, but yeah, Moonchild yeah. is uh they adult like a like a neo soul jazz type of group um and she had one of the singers on there. I can't can't remember her name. And and uh shoot, I should remember her name. And I'm a fan of their music. I got all their albums too. But <laughs> yeah, I thought I th- yeah I thought nobody was cool because the fact that I like the beat switch up and then yeah, the Black Thought switch up came. Was dope. Yeah, the Black yeah the when Black when Black Thought came in on that beat switch up, I was like, oh man, like. <laughs> And, and then Anderson Pack, this is another guy that's like becoming the feature killer. Yeah. In a good way, not the feature killer like in a bad way, but like yeah. the guy that just whenever he have a feature, man, he absolutely kills it, man. So I thought just that whole song in general, and and Rhapsody also showed me on that song like she can do more than just spit, spit, spit. She can actually create a song and and have a mm-hmm. and have the you know a good song concept. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, that was one of the tracks that I that I enjoyed a lot cuz just because the fact that she showed me that she can go rap with um Black Thought and of course I love Black Thought and I'm like man Black Thought he always say some stuff that I just be like man why are you still 24 plus years in the game and still killing it today so yeah nobody is definitely one that sticks out for me
1: yeah easily a standout record um I agree for all the reasons you listed uh the Black Thought I I think that's a very good point to bring up you know the fact that she was able to like it doesn't seem like the fact that black thoughts on a record and it doesn't feel like it's a black thought record, like it feels like it's just a record that shows a lot about, uh, about Rhapsody as well as Anderson pack. Um, Anderson pack, absolutely. You're right. Did his thing. Um, he's really just like, he's every, every time I hear him, you know, before he goes in and go, yeah, or something like that, you know, you, you, whenever you hear Anderson packs voice and he's like, you're just like, all right, your ears perk up and, and you're, and you're ready for it. Um, but no, it was dope. Uh, the second part of the song where Black Dog comes in—that's that's my favorite part of the song. But again, I love what Rapsy did. Um, I love even that little like Tom Ford reference um, that Rapsy mm-hmm. did on Jay Z's from Jay Z's song. Uh, mm-hmm. The Sleepwalker sample too. You talked about the Moonchild um, as well being in it. Uh, the Sleepwalker sample was also dope. That was used on like the second half of the song, and um, I and and yeah, like in my notes here, I have you know I like that. The Black Dot edition, like it felt like another thing with it is it felt like it wasn't just like a name grab. It was like an act like it actually fit the song. You know what I'm saying? Like it wasn't just, oh, let me get a legend on this song. And, you know, the legend just, you know, raps and then it is what it is like it and it like Black Dot actually fit the song. Like it didn't feel like it was just kind of reaching. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right. Right. Yeah. Because, you know, sometimes features will do that where you feel like you it feels like it's forced and it doesn't right. feel organic.
1: Yeah, and and so that's what that's why I um that's why I really like that record again. That's definitely definitely a standout record. And that's interesting that it's the first one to, um, the first one that they recorded in the process because um, mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's that's interesting that I started it off. So um, do you have anything to add before I jump to one of my songs?
2: Oh yeah, you know you can go to your songs. Yep, that, okay. that's about
1: it. Okay, cool. Um, so the one I wanted to bring up was Riding. So. I really like this beat, and uh, Rhapsody's flow on it is really dope, um, you know, and the song, the song concept I thought was dope, because she was playing with not just like the literal sense of riding in the car, but also, you know, riding for your family, for your people, yeah. uh, and GQ, now, I'm not familiar with, uh, with his work, but that was a great, great uh, feature, and that was, a, that was one, of, one of my favorite guest appearances on the album, like, I really liked, uh, I really liked that feature. Do you know much about GQ?
2: Yeah, GQ. He's a uh, artist under Ninth Wonders imprint, uh, Jamla. Oh, okay. Uh He's he's made he's made uh, about three three or four mixtapes. He's from the West Coast. He's from Oakland. He's a MC okay. from Oakland. And um, shout out to uh, him and shout out to the producer for that joint, um, Eric G. He's he's a part of the Soul Council. So yeah, that, that <laughs> that's why you enjoy that riding joint so much, cause Eric G. He mm-hmm. he does his thing on them beats, man. But yeah, GQ is is definitely a dope MC, man. He's He's one of those MCs I think he might stay around with Jamla for a minute. And, and hopefully, I, I like to see him kind of blow up. He, he's done some features with uh, Nipsey Hussle. He's done some with Problem, with who is Terrence Martin's younger brother. So, yeah, GQ, he's out there on the West Coast, man. He's, he's, he's dope. He's really dope, man.
1: Yeah, that's dope. I mean, I have, like, this list of artists, you know, whenever I, whenever, you know, a feature or something or, or an article or something, like, catches me. On, on a name for whatever mm-hmm. reason i add it to like a list of artists that i want to look up and when i heard this feature i was like i was like yeah i'm gonna add this uh i'm gonna add this guy to my list i'm gonna check him yeah. out for sure so, yeah check um,
2: out check out check out a lot of this over i'm pretty sure it's like on spotify and itunes or you know wherever you get your music you know wherever you listen to your music at gq yeah, is his name is gq so you can definitely find his stuff on on those platforms
1: all right for sure um yeah and the the second half with Buster though, the one thing that was the one thing that was kind of like eh, about the song was to me was like I, I thought it was okay and you know this the like the topic about the police and everything made sense but sonically like it just like the beat switch and everything, like it just kinda of felt like it, it was messed, a little, yeah, little it extra.
2: Up the, yeah, it messed up the yeah, right. It messed up the flow of the track. I right. thought it was it wasn't necessary. Like I felt like yeah. it wasn't really necessary i could have i could have did without that um me personally because i liked just the gq feature and what rhapsody was talking about on there and i think it should it should have ended that way i think that was one of those songs that that didn't deserve a beat switch Mm -hmm. (laughs) because you know i didn't i didn't need that mood of that song to change (laughs) like the way it did it was fine just the way it was
1: yeah, yeah, I agree. So that was like the only thing, and it, and again, like in its own vacuum, like it wasn't, it wasn't a terrible, it wasn't a terrible, like it wasn't a terrible beat switch or anything. It just, it just did not really um, sit with me well with with the instrumental. Like you said, I I liked the vibe, I liked, I liked the verses and everything of the first part of riding, and I it just to me it kept, felt kind of forced or or un- unnecessary, if you will.
2: Yeah, that's. Uh, uh, yeah, I can agree. I definitely agree with that, man. But still a dope track. I yeah, mean, yeah. we're not not saying that it's bad. It we just right. I felt like like you said, like you mentioned, it was just too extra. It was not. It was. It wasn't needed for the track. We didn't need that switch up. But overall, yeah, the, I thought I thought riding was was dope. I we didn't even talk about that on, on the dead end hip hop one. So yeah, I thought I thought like you said, the concept that she talked about of uh, riding right, i think that was an interesting concept you know just or just the delivery of that song in general was just was, was cool and like i said shout out to eric g man on the soul council he he definitely laced that joint up super yeah. nice
1: yeah that, that that was a really dope beat um uh, so go ahead and uh give me another one of your tracks that you want to jump into
2: okay another one i want to get into again and i think this is for the same reason as the first one is uh power um with kendrick lamar you know this is this is this this is what the second time She's done a, a, a track with Kendrick Lamar, and both times I can honestly say that Rhapsody held her own. Like she did not get outshined by Kendrick Lamar. The same way she didn't get outshined by Black Thought. You know, like I think that's amazing. And that was another. That was one of the reasons why I had picked the tracks that, that we picked when we had spoke about it before. Was like I picked the tracks that I felt like she did her thing against guys who we consider a legend, or guys that we we're probably going to consider a legend in Kendrick Lamar in the near future. Um, as far as just going bar for bar and doing a song with him, um, I thought I thought them talking about different different ways how people manipulate power and use their power for certain reasons, whether it's good or bad or evil. Like I think that I thought I thought that was a dope concept. This is a, this is another thing that we talked about. Like I'm glad with this album, she was to show me that she was able to make full concept songs and not just a song with just her spitting bar, spitting bar, spitting bar. So yeah, power was was dope. And what's that? Uh, what's the guy name? Uh, Skywalker. J Rock, (laughs)
1: let's just be real. Yeah, Yeah, we thought
2: it was J Rock for like five years or whatever. But (laughs) I thought he, I thought Skywalker added a nice touch with the hook. I thought that he brought the hook, he brought the hook to life. Like he was, he was the so-called quote unquote Nate Nate dog for that. Like he, he, all we needed for him was a hook. We need nothing more, nothing less. And and let Rapsy and Kendrick Lamar do their thing. So I thought the song as a whole meshed very well.
1: Yeah, I I agree. Um, so. Like, not to not to kind of repeat too much of what you said, but an interesting thing that you brought up was, you know, Rhapsody holding her own on that. So, like, if, if we were to rank the three verses, like, how, do you, how, do you, how would you rank them?
2: Um, ooh. Between Rhapsody and Kendrick Lamar?
1: Yeah, because Rhapsody had her two verses, and then uh, Kendrick had his uh, guest guess verse
2: um oh man i would probably rank this rhapsody's second verse kendrick's third verse is, i mean you know kendrick verse second and rhapsody first verse is last
1: yeah i got pretty much the same thing except i flipped uh one and two I, okay. I put kendrick slightly over rhapsody's but yeah i agree rhapsody's second verse is better than her first verse for sure yep. um yeah so yeah, I I think it's a really it's a really really dope record, and I mean when you would you start strong with that intro, and then and then it goes into a power a song, you know where they're just really rapping, and and that beat is so like it it it's it, it it has you bobbing your head, but at the same time it's got this little bit of griminess to it.
2: Yeah, and,
1: yeah, and so man, uh, that's definitely that's definitely like a standout standout record on this on this on this album. I really I really like that out or this record.
2: Yeah, and I, you know, usually you know, sometimes when you see the track list or when you see a song, you like featuring Kendrick Lamar, you know, you your expectations automatically start jumping, and I'm like, okay, let me not get too excited, cause we, you know, I'm pretty sure you have before. it's like it's been plenty of times where we see a feature, and you're like, oh man, I bet that song gonna be dope, and then you hear it, and it's a little underwhelming or whatever. So yeah. I'm glad they didn't let me down <laughs> with that with that power joint, cause I was like, man, I hope they don't let me down with this. And when I listen to it. I was very pleased. I wanted to hit that rewind button and listen to it again. I'm like, oh man, that that those synths, the way those synths was coming in, there, 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 and there. I'm like, ooh yeah, that's what you are talking about. That that dark and grimy sense too. And I'm like, man, and they just they they they, they did a great job, man. I, lo- I love that joint. That's definitely one of my favorite joints on the album. Yeah,
1: for sure, for sure. I I agree. Yeah, the only thing that had me kind of side eye was like Leia Skywalker. I was like, what the hell? I was like. <laughs> i was yeah. like kind of confused by that um you know because we all know it's j-rock we all know it's j-rock <laughs> deny it have you ever seen the interview where uh where they asked j-rock i think it's a hot 97 interview where they asked no. j-rock who last skywalker is
2: no uh-uh, i didn't peep that
1: oh uh, it was funny he's like he's like man dude i just met the homie he's a real cool dude and like he just kind of laughed it
2: off and That's like, funny. No, I didn't, I didn't peep that, but yeah. Anyway, Lance Skywalker, J-Rock, yeah. you, did your, you did your thing on that hook. So you, 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 put, you a cherry on top with the hook.
1: For sure. For sure. Um, so yeah, so I, I want to jump into another one of my tracks that I, that I really liked on here. And, um, that was, and, and that was black and ugly. Um, I really, really, uh, just, I, I enjoyed that song. Um, to me it was it was a perfect instrumental for bj the chicago kid like it was it was a really dope instrumental and it and it it had a little bit of the boom bap to it but it but it felt it felt smooth and so i really i really liked that kind of contrast um a lot of these instrumentals do have that little do have a lot of that boom bap to it and um and i think that that fit rhapsody very well in her style very well and um and the whole song is like is like dope because it's it's to the listener it's a perspective of the life of a dark skinned black woman and I love how it's not necessarily like it's not necessarily all negative and you know mm-hmm. like, talking about the negatives like she actually she actually is like saying that yeah this is how it is but like I'm I'm still at the end of the day like I'm not complaining I'm not regretting it and like she's actually proud of it like I love the way she ends it with the last verse saying you know. Hope you brush your teeth before you talk shit about me. That line just gives yeah. me a laugh every time.
2: Yeah. I I think what's dope about black and ugly is like I'm I'm glad, you know, of course, with all the other MCs that's talking negative about, you know, black women in particular and especially darker dark skinned, brown skinned black women, I'm glad that Rhapsody has a song that, you know, young girls can kind of listen to and be like, oh man, like she's saying this and I'm and me and her the same complexion kinda of gives like, you know, black girls in the urban community some type of confidence. You know what I'm saying? Where, you know, and we know, of course, in the hip hop world, it's like everything is, you know, lighter skin complexion. Everybody looking at the Nicki Minaj's, the Cardi B's, and think that's like the idea of beautiful. Where I'm glad Rhapsody is coming in. It's like, look, you know, yes, I'm 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 a darker shade, but guess what? I can still have confidence. I can still be I can still be cocky and and, and about my about my swag and my rapping and everything. So I think that's great. For Rhapsody to come out with a song with this and t- and touch on this particular topic, her being a brown skinned woman and we already know how the hip hop how hip hop is, of course, you know, and, and just beautiful beauty in general, how like young dark skinned girls thinking, Oh, I gotta be lighter to be you know, be more beautiful or anything like that. So I'm glad Rhapsody touched on that, on this album, being being a young black woman.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um I agree. it obviously it fits a lot of the it fits a lot of the subject matter that's on the album and I'm mm-hmm. glad that it got its own separate track cuz I think that's important because you know you also talk about how there's a lack of real prominent MCs like when yep. it comes to a female category like yep. there's there's not that many that are actually out there and and very successful right now and right. so um so it's dope that that you have that you have someone like Rapsy addressing addressing an issue and it's a perspective you know it's not just it's not just a, a perspective from, you know, a man. Because, I mean, we have tons of tracks where, you know, men talk about appreciating women and everything. But it's a whole different aspect when it's coming from an actual woman. You know what I'm saying?
2: Right, right. That's what I'm saying. It's good for young women to hear that and be like, oh, okay, well, cool. Like, if that if she's saying that, I'm feeling confident. That's all I need to hear. Bet, I'm good. So I like it. I I think that's dope.
1: Yeah, I agree. Um, You want to bring up uh, your last track you wanted to talk about?
2: Yes, my last track. I... I I'd be crazy not to talk about this but the final track, the closer track, uh, Jesus coming. Um Rhapsody, she did some she, she I I've never heard her that introspective and I never heard her storytelling so vivid. Um out of all my years listening to Rhapsody and and for her to finish her album off with that song was I think was the perfect closer. The per, I mean the the emotion in that song, even the emotion in the sample. Like everything about that song, you can just hear the emotion being poured out on that entire track man just from her talking about and like you know I, when I was listening to it I was like wait a minute Rhapsody has a child like when she was describing right. like woman telling her kid to come on let's go whatever whatever but she just really just describing you know I watch the news I mean you know every, I always hear stories where you know a little girl at the wrong place at the wrong time shot and killed because of some knucklehead across the street had a beef with someone or whatever so it's like she just telling that story based off experiences probably just from seeing it, from hearing it, just across the world, man. So I, I think that's dope that she in, incorporated that story. And then she's talking about the story of, of you know, seeing, you know, when you see someone arguing, it's like, oh, I, I know that's going to end up being bad. Let, let, me, let me stay away from that situation. Then going from the situation where, you know, two guys that she had beef with, you know, I'm praying for my brother, but you praying for your person, you fighting for their life too, like, it's, it's, it's dope, man, I, th- I just, I've never heard her go that introspective in storytelling before, man, I thought that was like, that was, I, at that point, I'm like, damn, Rhapsody, like, you, you, you showing all of the spectrum throughout this album that I, I did not expect her to do, um, so yeah, uh, Jesus coming, man, shout out to Ninth Wonder on that sample, because, and, and for having Moonchild on that one, too, like, that, that's, that, that, her singing that was just, like, so much feeling, man. This is like one of those things that just hits you right in your soul. That, that that's This song was definitely soothing for your soul to finish off the album with, man. So I, I have to talk about Jesus coming. That's why I had to put that on my list.
1: Yeah, man. If you weren't going to talk about it, I was going to talk about it. Um, <laughs> and for all for all the reasons you said, you know, very, very emotional. Like, to me, I literally have pretty much everything you said in my notes, you know. It's a perfect oh, wow, way wow. to end the album. Um, you know, she, she's unpacking a lot. You talked about the storytelling and... You know, it, it's kind of like a, it's it's like a Brenda's got a baby thing where it's, you know, it's not something yeah. that she's living through, but it's something yeah. that she's seeing or reading about or whatever. And you good know, good
2: yeah. Way to catch that. Brenda's got a baby. I, that, wow, a good one.
1: Yeah, and so like a, again, like the soft, like the gunshots to immediately start you, you know, just kind of like on a closing track. You know, when you're listening, you know, it's a closing track. You're you're listening to it like how I listen to my albums the first time through. Like I always listen to it front to back. Um, like with the beats headphones on, like a very, very deep listen. Uh, and then from there, I kind of, I, I, I kind of, uh, you know, throw it in other elements in the car or whatever. Um, just kind of doing things. And then I go back and have more full listens. But, mm-hmm. but anyways, when I'm first listening to it, you know, I'm listening to it and I, I get to that track, the closing track and, you know, it starts off with gunshots and I'm thinking for a closing track and then I see, and then I hear the beat drop and you're right. That sample is so like real <laughs> and so emotional yeah. Um, um I want to look. I have the sample right here. What is it? Um, it's uh, uh, because I want to get it right and I want to shout it out. Um, damn. Uh, wh- where's it at? Where's it at? Um, looking up her album. Um, the
2: time to go home by Otis Johnson.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. Yeah. Because I, 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 immediately um searched it up because I wanted to make sure I knew what it was. And oh, okay, I um, got yeah. you. Yeah. And so, yeah, that, that was a really, really dope sample. Um, and again, the storytelling, you know, about the, about the murder, uh, uh, and it, it's cool that she's doing it from all perspectives, essentially, yeah. which yeah. I think is, is really dope. And so like, um, I, I do a, I do a top 100 and I'll do a podcast on it every year. I do the top 100 hip hop songs. So this one's definitely going on that list for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, to me, this is like you said for an outro. This is one of the most powerful outros in a while, um, especially in the last year. Like I put it up there with the releases in the last year, with like with Duckworth and, and Don't Shoot off Dave e- East, because I know that game track was like kind of like a bonus track, but um, yeah, that Don't Shoot record, um, that was one of my that was a real record that really grabbed me last year, and that and this one is is, is that same is that same level. Like, uh, it, it really does grab you.
2: Yeah, it does, man. Cause it it was like once the song went off, I was just like, it was like one of those things where you just like, wow, like she really did this. Like she really, she really completed a full fledged album and like exceeded my expectations. What I was, you know, for this album, man, I was just like, damn it, Rapsy, you you did it. Like for this to be your Rock Nation coming out party, she did it, man. Like she really did a good job. I was I was I felt proud because it was just like. I've been following her for so long. It feels good when you follow an artist for so long and you see them grinding, you know, of course, she dropping a project and you telling people, they're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah, whatever, whatever. Now, all of a sudden, people are like, yo, you heard that new Rhapsody? It's like, I've been trying to tell you all this for years. Like, she's dope. So it just feels good to, like, finally see her get the, you know, the, the credit, the props that she she really deserves. I'm, and I'm glad I like to see other peers of hers give her props, too, you know, like Abso and, Kendrick Lamar, you know, Elza, like a lot of MCs, like they like, yo, man, Rhapsody is dope. So I'm I'm glad she's getting that respect too from her peers.
1: Yeah, yeah. She's definitely getting the respect within the community, bro. I feel I feel the same way if John Connor ever drops Vehicle City, man. Um, I'm feeling the same way. That's the dude I'm that's the the yeah. one dude that nobody knows yet that I'm riding with. And I'm yep. I'm just saying, you know, it, it's been a minute, man. I need that album. But um yes, I do too. But, uh, yeah, because I know you're a big fan as well. um the the last track I wanted to talk about was the Busta rhymes uh, You Should Know" feature. Uh, that one was just like that was what that was a really dope um that was a really, really dope Busta feature. like that was a different Busta feature. like I can't remember the last time I heard uh, a feature like that from Busta.
2: let me let me ask you this, uh, speaking of that track. With that particular uh cause you know, before that, before you should know, you know, a lot of the joints on there was like really, you know, kind of like cocky. She was she was pumping her chest a little bit, she was, you know, she was kind of braggadocious and also, you know, flaunting that she's dope on the mic, which she never really did that much on her previous mixtape. So I'm glad she was kind of like gloating a little bit on this. But like right after that Buster song, I felt like for like the next three or four tracks, that was like the the love part of the album. Cause if yeah. you notice when but, when they switched to bus and Busta started talking about love, you had the roller coaster jam. You had the you used to love me knock you know knock on my door when she talking about the neighbor guy that she got a crush on. Like I felt like just in that pocket, that was like the love part of of the album. Did uh, you kind of, did you get that same feeling? Oh yeah,
1: one hundred percent, one hundred percent. Yeah, I was gonna say that that was uh that was something I was gonna bring up when I talked about the overall like was. Uh, and, and factoring in the rating and stuff was yeah that was a real interesting, uh, in, interesting switch because you know it starts off you know very braggadocious and everything, um, mm-hmm. and then it kind of gets to a more vulnerable side, and and then in the, and and I think that that like transitions very well uh, all the way through the rest of the album, and so yeah the you should know I and I and the you should know that's the reason why I brought it up too is because I think it's it's a great like starting point to it, it it's kind of like. It's 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 kind of like a good in betweener, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like to kind of it's kind of a good starting point to to lead into the the rest of the tracks. That's why that's why I think like you know it, it might not be the greatest song on here in my opinion, but it's a song that like it, it really fits perfectly where it's at in the in the um, in the album.
2: And I think it was I think it was also the lead single for it. At least for me when I when they first started really pushing and promoting his album that was like the first that was the lead off song like the lead single. Mm -hmm. yeah that was like the lead single for it even though like i said when i uh listened to ninth wonder he was saying like even though nobody was the first track that they produced for the album but like yeah the lead single was you should know that was the one that was like all right y'all you should know here go the lead single album coming september like that was that was you should know was the lead single for it so yeah that's that's interesting you picked that song
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I just thought it was a I just thought it was a um it was it was a dope song. It was a different uh it was a different twist for Busta. Um something that something that we don't hear often from him. We've heard it before, but not often I would say. Um, especially recently. And um and so I th- so I think that as well as the as well as just the placement of it, and like you said, it's a it's a nice starting point. Um it's a nice starting point transition to this kind of love portion of the album, if you will and mm-hmm. um yeah i i really like it uh who's who's the uh producer on this song is it uh nice. oh it is um i yeah. didn't know if he was the like kind of like an an executive producer or if he was like the uh,
2: he is but i mean he still produced a good majority of this album okay. um, other producer credits is goes to Knotts, who's who did the first track layla's wisdom um eric G. I mean, pretty much pretty much Knife Wonder had his whole soul council involved, production team involved on this. Crisis, Crisis did a couple of tracks. Um, Cash Don't Make Beats did a couple of tracks, Eric G, Knots, and then Knife Wonder pretty much did like about a good what 10, 10, 9 or ten of the of the out of the fourteen tracks on his album. So yeah, I mean yeah, he was still kinda like the executive producer as well because he pretty much helped mold the sound of this album.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I I knew he was involved in a lot of the album, but um, I didn't know exactly you know which songs was just kind of, um, because sometimes you know what Rap Genius will do is if they don't know who the actual producer is, they'll just put the executive producer. So um, sometimes when I look up through, sometimes when I look up through Rap Genius, uh, you know, usually I I use other I use other outlets, but um, when it comes to the lyrics, I'll use Rap Genius, and so when I was checking that out just now at the top, um it made me it made me wonder um who was actually the uh producer of this of this song but yeah dope song um interesting that it was uh interesting because i think when you hear in in the whole context of the album i i find it very interesting that that was the lead single as someone who's catching on late
2: yeah yep that was the lead single man that that's what that's what started that's what had people getting ready for the album man was was you should know
1: all right, so let's jump into the um, let's jump into the rain. So BZ, I'll let you go first. Uh, give us a rating out of ten, uh, your thoughts, why, and uh, and a few of your favorite tracks off the off the project.
2: Um, rating out of ten, uh, I I've never Dan. This is my first time I've ever like rating an album, <laughs> uh, so this is like a first time for me. Um, I guess I'm gonna give it a a. a I guess i give it like a can i do like a range of a, of a numbers or do i have to give it like one flat out number
1: uh i mean what i what my system is you know you can do like you can do point fives. so you can do like a so like that's kind of like a if you're doing uh you know a uh a, a one to two or a you know you could use a point 0.5 so that's kind of like saying the same thing essentially
2: okay you know what i'm saying yeah i i was thinking more like a 7.5 to an eight yeah I guess like around that in that range, which is, I mean, in my eyes, that's pretty good. I mean, I, you oh, know, yeah. out of a ten, um, yeah, I give it a seven point five out of ten, out of seven point five to an eight, or whatever. So, yeah. um, I give it around that range. Uh, I think my only, I guess, and this is like really nitpicking, really at this point. Right. Um, I guess it was too many beat switch ups on some of the songs. Mm-hmm. A lot of the songs had a lot of beat switch ups, where sometimes I'd be grooving to one, like Chrome, for example. Chrome yeah. was one where. That first beat, I loved it. But then when it switched up, I was just like, oh, man. Like, it was just kind of like a, ah, I I like that first beat better. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so some of the songs had a lot of beat switch-ups. Some were, like, the Roller Coaster Jam, I can kind of understand that beat switch-up. But another track, it was other tracks in there, I was like, oh, that didn't need a beat switch-up. That didn't need a beat switch-up. That didn't need one. Like, you know, not saying the beats were bad. It's just sometimes I'm in the groove listening to the song, and then the beat switch-up. I'm like, "Huh, huh, what? So... That's just nitpicking. I think the beat, the beat switch-ups was a little too much for me. Um, that's why I probably gave took off the extra point, you know, two point five or two point off of it from a ten. Um, but overall, man, yeah, I, I thought the features. Everyone, the features did a great job. You know, I'm glad she was able to hold her own against the legendary Black Thought. You know, Kendrick Lamar, Anderson, Pat came in, did his thing. Uh, Skywalker did his thing. You know, shout out to Soul Council for really. They also took some steps, you know, like kind of stepped out of their comfort zone. Or they were, you know, they wasn't a typical like boom, bap, boom, bap. It was a little bit more instrumentation going on on some of these tracks, which I think that was a little step in the right direction for Soul Council. Um, so, yeah, I thought I thought that was dope. Favorite tracks, um, of course, besides the one I spoke um, about, I love Chrome and I love Layla's Wisdom. So I'm like, I'm going I'm to name some other tracks that I, that I love besides the three, the six that we talked about. So. Um. Yeah. Layla's wisdom and um, Chrome is definitely some other joints that I love a lot on here.
1: Well, damn, BZ, always stealing all my points, man. I I don't think I've done a podcast in a while where I was agreed as much. Um. You know, I'm I'm a little bit higher on the rating. I give it an eight point five, um, which is very okay. high. I think that's honestly probably my top five highest re- review rating so far. Um. That the album's incredible. Uh, the production top notch, you know, there's no throwaway tracks, every sample, like you said, every feature also is used very tastefully. Plus, you know, the top level bars, the great storytelling on tracks like Jesus coming, like you said, um, right. and like we talked about, uh, as well as like, you know, these, these dope hip hop references, like the, like the Jay Z and Tom Ford and, the and the, uh, Biggie reference when, um, give me the loot reference. That was dope. Um, so like all those things. And I think this is an album that will age very well. It doesn't sound like it, it's, it's always going to, it's always going to kind of give you that nostalgic feel as a listener. Um, Mm. so I think it, I think it's one that's going to age very well with time.
2: That's a good point.
1: And I think, and I agree with you. The only criticism I have was the nitpicking and, and it was the exact same thing was the transitions and beat switches don't make sense. And it's funny that you say, you know, we talked about Ryden and you brought up Chrome and that was like the two that really stuck out to me is, mm. I don't know, I don't know if I need those, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like they're, right. they're cool. They're cool. And, but, but again, like when, when you get to like the 8.5 range, like, you know, you got to start nitpicking before you can go nine, 9.5, 10, you know right. what I'm saying? So, right. um, so yeah, like, like you said, I, I agree a hundred percent. Like these weren't like terrible, the like the beat switches in and of itself. If you like, if you just use that instrumental somewhere else, like they those instrumentals in a vacuum are not terrible, and, right. But it's just it messes up the vibe, it messes up the rhythm, and it comes yeah. across as doing a little bit too extra.
2: Yeah, so. that's true. I so. I agree, hundred percent.
1: So yeah, I mean, that, that, and, and the fact that, you know, a lot of these songs, even though they're, they're really dope and they're going to have replay value for me, they're not going to be like monumental classic records that like everybody knows forever. So uh, when you factor in like that and, and, and the beat switches, that's why it falls short of a 10, but to me, it's a phenomenal album. I think, I think it's gotta be in my top five um it, for 2017 at this point. If not, it's, it's very damn close, but I'm. I'm fairly certain that it would be in my it that it would be in my top five today at this point in the year.
2: Oh wow! Um, I know we're gonna do our top ten at the year our year end. So I'm still shuffling the albums. There's still it's yeah. still a lot of albums that I love very dearly so far that came out this year. I don't know if it's gonna top those, but. Will it make top 10? I think it would. I think it can creep in my top 10. I mean, it just depends on what's going to happen in these last like month and a half, two months of album releases. But I mean, as of right now, I think it can I think it can definitely creep in my top 10 and I won't have no issue putting it in there.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I think it's um again, for me, it's probably top five, back of the top five right now um and I, I i'm confident that as the year as the year goes on it'll probably stay at, in the top 10 i don't see that many great releases coming in and you know bumping it out of top 10 but yeah it's a really really dope record uh so mm-hmm. some of my favorite tracks uh a lot of tracks we talked about power jesus coming nobody um as well as Ooh oui, man i just love anderson pack the way he comes in on that song yeah yeah, yeah Um <laughs>
2: great Anderson it's yeah. man that dude is special
1: <laughs> yeah man um so like that that song um just the the instrumentation everything about that song is really really dope so um those are those are probably my four favorite tracks once again that's power Ooh we jesus coming and nobody um bz i want to thank you for coming on man i really appreciate it this was a fun podcast gotta do oh, this man. again
2: thanks for having me man appreciate you having me i, I, I... Have fun, man. I always like going up here and, t- and talking stuff about music, man.
1: Yeah, for sure, man. I- I'll have to bring you back for John Connor if he ever releases, man.
2: <laughs> yeah, I'm waiting. For- I'm waiting for Vehicle City, man. Like, golly, I mean, but you know what though? I-, I would rather for him to take his time and release a masterpiece than to release something this year and then we don't like it. So if I gotta wait to fall of 2018 for an amazing album, damn it, I- I'll wait.
1: I know, man, but it's been like what since like 2015, dog. Like, I know, forever. I
2: know. I'm, I'm. Sometimes, if if I have to wait this long for an album, and then if I'm amazed when I listen to the album, I, I I'm okay with the waiting. Yeah. I'm yeah. definitely okay with the waiting.
1: Me too, man. Me too. So um, you know, and and, and like the little snippets he's playing, everything. It sounds very interesting.
2: Yeah, <laughs> it, it does. So, it does. So, um,
1: all right, man. Uh, we're getting off topic here. I'll let you go ahead and uh plug what you do for listeners who might not have heard your content yet or, or know where to find it.
2: Um yes, uh pretty much my socials is B Z four thirty across the board, uh B E E Z Y four three zero, Instagram, YouTube, uh, Twitter. I'm I'm usually on Twitter the most. Um that's like my social media I'm on the most. Uh but yeah, I mean, you know, just on here talking stuff. I tweet every now and then, talk about video games, hooping, sports, music, whatever. So yeah, just to highlight me on there on the on socials.
1: Yeah, and uh and uh, check out his his top twenty Detroit um was that Detroit albums you did or was it projects? Yeah, or-
2: yeah, yeah. Also, too, I think people don't know this. I'm just I've been having issues with my camera, so I got a new camera now, so that's why I haven't uploaded any videos. But I'm also gonna do. People was bugging me to do this after I did my Detroit ones. Um, do a top twenty. I'm gonna do my personal top twenty. I'm gonna do twenty five. My top twenty five favorite West Coast albums. So.
1: Ooh, I'm a West Coast. I'm a West Coast fan. I'm. I'm dying yeah. to hear that. I'm glad. So, I'm glad you told me that, man. I'm. I'm excited yeah, for So that. I'm giving
2: you some exclusive. A lot of people don't know that because they thinking people was asking me like, Yo, what happened with your videos? What's up with your content? I'm like, yeah, it's coming, man. I'm just. I was just having some some uh, equipment issues, but now I'm about to be back and going and. Yeah, I mean I'm gonna I'm gonna get though I'm a, it's gonna be a five part series. It's gonna be five part uh my top twenty five uh, favorite West Coast albums. Man, I,
1: I can't wait for that. Um so so fans be on the lookout for that. That's gonna that I already know that's gonna be dope. Um but yeah, man, thank you for coming on. Uh you could catch all my content listeners who are maybe, you know, fans of B Z and Dead End Hip Hop who have not, you know, heard me yet. Um go go back through my archives i've had ken on a few pods i've also been on dead End sports a little bit so um yep. you might have heard me on there um so you can find y'all all y'all, my... y'all,
2: y'all might y'all might get chris on dead and sports some more especially when it's nba season kick oh on. yeah
1: oh yeah it's M- when it's nba season bro when it when it's baseball and football you know i can't really relate i can't really drop any knowledge on that you know but That's cool. uh,
2: when nba se- trust me when nba season come we, yeah we we'll definitely have you on
1: oh yeah for sure for sure i'm looking forward to it um and so, so you can find all my content on my Twitter. I have an NBA podcast as well as this hip-hop podcast. And um, you can find those on my Twitter, which is at RealChrisPlatty, C-H-R-I-S-P-L-A-T-T-E. If you don't know how to spell real, don't follow. Actually, don't be offended. That's my catchphrase that I'm using. And, <laughs> um, and um, yeah, so um, I also have another hip-hop podcast series I just started with, with my friend Connor and it's a Kickback Hip-Hop that's a really dope one um so check that out it's a once a week
2: okay yeah i'm gonna have to check that out i didn't know you had that one
1: yeah it's it's a once a week show um the guest we had on don of noisy images was really really dope um i'd actually i'd actually love for you to hear that one bz that was i'm gonna check it
2: out yeah yeah,
1: that was was dope i'll have to hit you the link and uh to end on a good note bz man um we got to do something about fancy this year we got to make sure ken don't (laughs) win
2: Man, yeah, we, we, we gotta we, don't don't worry. We gon we gonna get him. We're gonna we gonna take down Ken because he gets too cocky and he's just think he's untouchable. I'm like, dude, you are touchable. Okay. You <laughs> going you're not gonna win this dude. Like, stop. So you know, you know he's gonna already get big headed anyway coming into this this season. So we're gonna stop him. Don't worry. All right, man. Yeah. Yeah,
1: you have our word. Ken, we're coming for you. <laughs> once again, Come. BZ. Once again, BZ. Thanks for coming out, man. Appreciate it and take care.
2: All right, peace.
0: Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali ribocyclib 200 mg at k i s q a l and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali ribocyclib 200 mg at k i s q a l and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you.